0: This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi.
1: And I'm Jacob Young.
0: On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Edge of Innovation. My name is Steve Miller. I'll be sitting in for Jacob Young again, and I'm here with Paul Parisi. Hi,
0: Steve. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Great.
2: Today, we're going to be talking a little more about uh, entrepreneurship. I know we just did an episode on that very recently. Um, and you shared some of what it means for you to be an entrepreneur and the challenges that you've seen. Um, I know that in that episode, you mentioned it takes a lot of sacrifice to be an entrepreneur, um, and that you've had to make uh, a lot of hard choices as an entrepreneur. Do you want to give us a quick recap of maybe what you talked about there? Um, Oh, okay. It was super profound and meaningful. It's the best thing you've ever said and you don't even remember it.
0: Well, no, I, I, you know, you know, again, um, As an entrepreneur or a self-employed person, every Monday you wake up up and you're not employed. If you don't do it, there's nobody else that's going to do it. Uh, Nobody's going to take care of you. Nobody's going to pay your uh, salary or your health insurance or all these different things. You have to. The buck stops with you. And uh, it's really easy to sort of lose focus and become distracted uh, and not get things done. So there's a huge risk in becoming an entrepreneur because you could spend a lot of time on doing something. Let's say you weren't distracted. You really spent your time and you worked really hard. And it might be that you have a really bad idea and people don't buy it. Yeah. You might have a really good idea but can't establish the communication mechanism or the platform so people know what it is and then go buy it. Or it may be just the economy goes bad. So there's a lot of risk in becoming an entrepreneur. But an entrepreneur is really sort of being a trailblazer. It's, you know, what? the uh wild west was i'm gonna go west young man yeah find your fortune
2: yeah and you know it's interesting you you and i were talking just a couple days ago and you were mentioning that you um don't know a lot of millennials or at least you don't seem to perceive as many millennials pursuing entrepreneurship as people did in your generation um, we were talking, you know, we, a lot of, we know a lot of hardworking millennials who are, you know, dedicated to their company or their position or yeah. they're smart. That doesn't seem to be something you notice, but you seem to notice that there seems to be a barrier to entrepreneurship in the millennial generation. I've been wanna...
0: thinking a lot about it since we talked, and just over the past couple months, is this whole motivation, uh, what should I do, should I do this, shouldn't I do this, hmm. uh, and perceiving that with different groups of people, uh, different ages the and I think in some ways in some ways I think the the reality may be that I just don't have enough data points mm-hmm. uh, so I want to be very careful in saying that you know this is a, a real perception it's right a perce- it's a real perception but it may not indicate reality so when I grew up for some reason in my mind, I could do anything I wanted mmm there's nothing stopping me to say that you can't do that, or you can't have that, or buy that, or whatever. If I wanted something, I could go do it. I think that fundamental, um, the physics of the situation haven't changed. So a young person today, if they are motivated, can do anything they want. I, In the circles I'm in now, I don't see that very often. I, don't, I can't identify somebody, maybe one or two, who have expressed a desire for something and said, how do I do it? Yeah. How do I get from here to there? Uh, I haven't had people say, you know, gee, I want to start a business. But the minute you start talking about it and it becomes whelming, not necessarily overwhelming, right. they cool on it. And uh, gee, it's a lot of work. Well, what did you expect?
2: It's was just a little bit of work to start a business, right? Just yeah. a little bit.
0: And so, uh, but that may be just more the reality of people and the way that they are. I mean, I, I am fundamentally lazy. I think most people are fundamentally lazy. Right. We live in a time where it's easy to be lazy. Hmm. You know, 200 years ago, you'd have to grow your own food. Right. And you'd have to get up early in the morning, and you'd have to do these things. The conveniences of modern America—you know—we we know what the weather's going to be. But they didn't have any clue. Yeah, uh, they couldn't predict a storm couldn't—not that we can—but um, <laughs> the the point being that it's—I just—I don't see. I have not been exposed to a lot of kids that are, and that maybe just the circles I'm in, uh, but my my children, my children's friends. I don't see them saying, I want uh, this, and I'm going to do everything I can to get that. Okay, if that means saving money, I'm going to go cut lawns, if uh, shovel snow during the winter. Um, I've seen more of a trend towards, oh, yeah, they need their walk their, their shoveled. Oh, I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll have 20 extra dollars. But it wasn't like, hmm, that $20 is one-fifth of the way to uh, $100,000. And then I can get this, or I can do this. Right. Or I can, you know, have a party with my friends and go out to dinner or something, whatever it might be. So maybe not consumer oriented, it may be fellowship oriented. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't see that. Even in business people, I don't see that, that drive to how do I do things better? How do I improve? How right. Do I- gee, that's really cool. I never knew you could do that. Uh, one of the reasons that I, I like software and, and I've always been fascinated with it is you can discover new ways to do things and things that you didn't even know you could do. Now it's like, oh, wow, I have this new tool in the drawer hmm. that makes me able to take a photo and take the fog out of it. Right. Wow, let me go back and look at all my foggy photos and see what I can do with those. And the what I tend to feel with a lot of people is that i like, yeah, but that'd be a lot of work. You know, I don't want to mm. do that. Um, and, and I don't know. That may be just me. It may be very insightful, but it may be just my particular uh, viewpoint on the
2: world. Right. And we don't want to sell you short. Paul does help out with a local entrepreneurship program at a college, and this is part of where these uh, thoughts started for you. I know you were thinking, okay, I'm watching these. You basically, I mean, I'll let you describe it a little bit, but you basically watch um, sales pitches from potential entrepreneurs or pitches for funding, as it were, and then you get to critique them and talk with them about, okay, what do you think about, what's your strategy for marketing, for sales, you know, how much money are you going to make, et cetera, the questions you might, they might get asked. Um, And so in doing that, what are the, where do you think you perceived some of the issue you've talked about, the, you know, are you seeing that same thing where uh, the people here don't seem to have a lot of drive to, or they don't have a clear vision? What are some of the strengths even you might see there too, along with the weaknesses right. from the upcoming generation?
0: Well, I, again, I don't think I can grossly say it's the upcoming generation. I'm just right, right. And I think this is really in all generations. But Yeah, that's what, probably true. Yeah. What I will say is the chief question I want answered uh, as an advisor is why do you want to do this? Because, um, do you want a million dollars? Most people will say, sure. Right. Well, when it gets really hard to get that million dollars, are you willing to do it? And yeah. as I said in our last podcast, everybody has the same amount of time. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the wealthiest people, Steve Jobs, had less time than most people. <laughs> True. And look what he did. Well, what is it? Because, what? I mean, what did he do? Mm-hmm. He was a smart kid. Who had another smart kid down the street that knew new electronics, and they built a computer and then went relentlessly to sell it. Yeah, relentlessly, uh, and maybe even shorten his life because of that. Mm. Uh, you know, the stress of that certainly didn't um, give him longer life. I don't think. But so yeah, oh, I want a million dollars. Sure. Well, are you willing to do what's necessary to do that? And when you wake up Monday morning and you've had a long weekend and ah, oh, gee, it's cold out, I don't want to get up. When you're an entrepreneur or self-employed and there's not another person to pull you along, yeah. it's really easy to stay in bed. So <clears throat> that big question is why do you want to do this? So in, in a lot of the, the, um, there's a local college, Gordon College, which is um, here on the North Shore of Massachusetts. They have a new center that's opened over the past five years called the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Mm done is fundamentally different. They're taking entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is usually squirreled away or relegated, and I'm using sort of those negative terms, <laughs> to the business schools or to the business department. Right. But that's not where entrepreneurship happens. Entrepreneurship happens with ideas across disciplines. And, yes, you need to understand business to do that. But that is sort of like a necessary evil. It's sort of like, well, I need electricity. I need business. I need to know accounting, or I need to know people that are accounting. But the entrepreneur, the actual activity of entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, is not business. Mm. It's a taking an idea and creating a reality out of it. Mm. So that's the core. So if you have somebody that says, okay, there's, there's this business running competition that they have every year, they've had it for the past three or so, is I do this session with them. So they're going to present their final uh, business case. For they can win an award, cash reward, to help them fund their business. Uh, there's three, uh, uh, first place, second place, and third place, I think. So they present to me, excuse me, uh, they present to me uh, their business case. And uh, it's called The Crucible because I ask them the difficult questions. Hmm. Why in the world are you doing this? Uh, and, I, you know, one of the reasons might be because I want to win the competition. All right. That's great. Okay. I understand that. Uh, One, because it's a great idea uh, or it's a passion, right? You know, I like, you know, this or whatever it is, or I think I can get rich doing it. Those are all valid answers, but I'll tell you the number of people that haven't thought of that is very high. So if you haven't thought about that, I got a real serious question for you. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, what's, what's the point? Because when it gets difficult is when you need that answer squarely in your in your mind, you know, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, and he really uh, didn't invent the light bulb. He invented thousands of ways to not create the light bulb. Yeah,
2: I've heard that. Yeah, and,
0: and he, he, he really pursued that and, and stayed through that difficult time. And he happened to hit one that worked. And you know, Thomas Edison, um, you know, studying about him, and going to his, his labs and things like that, and seeing it, it's fascinating he was just relentless. Hmm. He just never gave up. Um, And, you know, some people might even look at it and say, well, that's sort of silly. You know, uh, know, there there are smarter ways to do it. Um, But that's that's where it is, you know. And in your business, why do you want to do this? And then, okay, so you give me a reason. Okay, is that reason enough to sustain you through the difficult times? But then as we go through the crucible, we talk about, you know, what are you telling? Why are you saying this? Oh, you're you have you want to make a new uh, eyelash straightener? It's actually a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Where's the competition? You know, now these are young young people in their you know late teens or twenties. Oh, I didn't think about competition. Well, <laughs> that's the yeah. first thing you want to know is is there something you're you're building you're offering a better mouse trap? Uh, well, how is it better? Is it better? Hmm. Do people even need a mousetrap? How many mousetraps are sold every year? So, okay, if you sell a better one, how are you going to tell people about your mousetrap, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Crucible uh, seeks to do. So it's sort of a reality check uh, that gives them the opportunity to adjust their talk before they go through the judging process. Mm.
2: That's good. Um, it's good to hear just about entrepreneurs, the distinguishing points being, you know, or do they have a goal and is that goal – Motivating enough for them to be able to go through anything, basically, to get to it. Um, and I was thinking about it over the last couple of days, um, just kind of what is that distinguishing point between people? What what is it in the person that makes that difference? Um, I have a couple friends. Um, I don't. They're so smart. I don't quite understand entirely what they do. But they're both essentially software engineers, and they're both incredibly brilliant. Um, they've both built or played a very big part in building important pieces of software over the last few years since college um, and and know it very well. And I can tell you stories about the specifics um, of that. But the interesting thing is that one of them is an entrepreneur and one is not. One has built their own piece of software and promoted it and gotten noticed and it continues to gain popularity. And one is within a very large company and plays a very big role in one of their very important pieces of software that they use to manage things. Um, and I'm not sure that I know what distinguishes that. Um, They're both brilliant. They're both hardworking. They're both motivated. And I'm wondering if you have any insight, if you've seen people like that that seem very similar, but there's, you know, what, what triggers the entrepreneurship gene almost between the two of them? What makes one of them make their own program and the other one work for a company? Well,
0: this is something I've been thinking about quite a bit, and I don't have the definitive answer, but I do have some notions on it. And I think the, the, the One of the big things, I was going to say the single biggest, but I'll say one of the big things is the desire inside a person to say, it shouldn't be this way or it should be better. And by golly, I'm going to do something to make it better. Hmm. Whether that's bringing water to sub-Saharan Africa or it's inventing a better iPhone. That's really the question. And... In, You know, if you read about Steve Jobs, he was always asking, why do we need a power cord? What are you, crazy? We need a power cord? How how can you not have a power cord? And, you know, they invented the MagSafe connector because of that. Hmm. So they looked at the things that were motivating him to say, why do we need a power cord? Because, you know, you trip on the power cord, it pulls your computer off the desk and ruins your computer. yeah, Or it ruins the, the cord and all these different things. So when you're faced with those challenges... What there was is, in some ways, fundamental dissatisfaction or, you know, not Mm. settling for something. It shouldn't be this hard to do something. And so I think that an entrepreneur perceives that and says, oh, you know, it shouldn't be this difficult to do X, Y, and Z. Let me see if I can bring something to that. Whether it might be you know you're a window cleaner and you don't you know it's I notice all the windows are dirty around this town so let me let me offer a service that's going to go out and do that and then you have the, the 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 work of taking what you see as an obvious thing and exposing it so that other people can see it as an obvious thing yeah. and you're right there to solve the problem for them yeah that's I think the nature of entrepreneurship is it's somebody who's willing to get up and do something. I like to talk about it as, you know, if somebody is on fire, are you going to put them out? Most people will. That's a pretty extreme situation. <laughs> so Yes. Um, but there's also, you know, there's many people who look at things and say, gee, it shouldn't be this hard. Mm. They don't have the motivation or the interest in solving the problem. So there is something about those people who say, My golly, I'm going to solve this problem. Yeah. It's not necessarily, it doesn't need to be the person who says, I'm going to invent it. I mean, Steve Jobs was not an electronics person. Right. Steve Wozniak was, and he kept saying to Steve Wozniak, can you do this? And Steve was like, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal what Steve did in Steve's world, Mm -hmm. which Steve, yeah. Wozniak's world. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, But Steve Jobs said, I want something that does this. Wozniak was able to respond and do that. Yep. So it's not necessarily truly innovation that drives an entrepreneur, but they're the um, you know, they're not gonna necessarily invent things, but they may just bring two things together that weren't put together before. It's sort of like, you know, Reese's peanut butter.
2: <laughs> I thinking of, like, pineapple or something, right? Someone pineapple. brought a pine and an apple together and made it? pineapple. No, okay. um, uh, oh, yeah. Well, sorry. I, you're the entrepreneur in the room, you would know. Um, yeah. And just kind of in closing, so we look at you see these people out there that are more motivated, um, and we see successful entrepreneurs, but there are also potential ones out there waiting who might have that vision and not know how to execute it or might be ready to, to solve problems but don't see one yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are ways that you can see um, older entrepreneurs or businessmen uh, helping helping younger entrepreneurs come along?
0: Well, you know, I, I don't know that we do a good job as a society of translating things down the age ladder, if you will. I think that budding entrepreneurs, people that want things to be different, that want to improve things, they have that itch to do that, they have a problem to solve. They need to reach out to business people that they, they admire and like uh, or don't even know and say, I need your help, hmm. I don't know how to do this, I want to know how to do this. Uh, and I'll tell you, probably 99 out of 100 business people would be delighted with that. Wow, yeah, uh, and it would really do that. Now, you know, how do you offer that? And you know, I've often thought, I mean, I'm involved with Gordon College and, and some other things. But it's it's definitely an effort outside of my daily life to go and do that, which I don't mind. I'm doing that. Um, but it would be neat, even if schools were to take local business people in and say, you know, hey, you're interested in starting a, a mechanic shop? I'm a mechanic. Let me, hmm. let me show you that. Uh, yeah. All that different stuff. Because it is, um, you know, there are the people who are going to see that and say, you know, yeah, it's not, I'm not cut out for that. Right. It's a great lesson to learn. Yeah, you absolutely. Spent all the time and money and starting, trying to start, you know, I want to, I want to bake cakes, you know, and I really enjoy it. Well, once it becomes work, you may not enjoy it as much, Yeah. but try it first. And, um, I think for budding entrepreneurs and people that have ideas, reach out to business people and say, would you be willing to do that? You might have to ask 10 to get one answer. But I think you're going to find that uh, most business people would say, Yeah, I'd love to mentor you. I'd love to talk with you about these things.
1: The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at saviorlabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with Copious Amounts of Coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at P.D. and on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com slash P.D. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at PaulParisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.